So, I guess, good afternoon everyone, and welcome to the first episode of The Loneliest Tech Over Tea. So, if you don't know, last week I had to cancel an episode, and this week I was about to cancel it again. So, what actually happened was, so, last week my guest, who is a Snapchat Lens creator, he's an awesome dude, but he had to pull out at the last minute because he's got, like, his actual job to do stuff with, so that's fair. And then this week... This is the problem with all of your friends, or most of your friends at least, being uni students. It turns out that when all your friends are uni students, they all happen to be busy at the exact same time that you're busy. So, you know how that goes basically. So, what I've decided to do instead, instead of just quitting for like two weeks, what I've decided to do is I'm going to do some solo episodes. So, I don't know how they're going to go. I have literally no idea. So, this is kind of just an extension of my normal recording. So... I'm not really sure what's going to go on. I don't know what I'm going to do with that little logo either, so <laughs> I might leave it there. I might move it somewhere else. This is kind of just me experimenting with this setup. So, the other thing. Let me know how you feel about this background. I think it looks really good. This was part of the art that I got commissioned along with this logo, my um, new channel banner, and all of that sort of stuff. So, let me know what you think about it, because I didn't really ask anyone about that, and I know... I know that this channel doesn't really get too many views. It gets a bit more on library, and now that I have the audio version set up, and that's another thing, before this goes up, there will be an audio uh, announcement video going up about the audio version of the podcast, so if you want to watch it, it'll be... Uh, or if you want to listen to it, I mean. If you want to watch it, you can watch it here. But if you want to listen to it, it'll be available pretty much everywhere podcasts are available. I just realised my light's not bright enough. It'll be... Available anywhere that podcasts are available, so Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of that jazz, you know where podcasts are. The reason I wanted to wait so long, because I've had it on pretty much everything for, I would say, two weeks now, maybe a week and a half. The reason I waited is because I wanted it on Apple Podcasts, and the reason for that is that's what all of the like little podcasting apps scrape, so I didn't really feel good about announcing my podcast if I'm not even able to watch my own podcast. So I wanted to wait till that happened. And now that it's happened, basically I'm just going to announce it probably before this goes up. But there'll be links down below for that as well. So feel free to check those out if you want to listen to it. For some reason, there's people who actually want to listen to this. Personally, I don't think this is a good podcast. There's plenty of other better podcasts out there. Like Even for solo stuff, if you want to listen to like... Um, What's Luke Kidgel's podcast called? Uh, Memoirs of a White Guy. That's a pretty good podcast. Or you've got Spearhead Sundays from Luke, Spe uh, Luke Spears, from Lewis Spears. Or actually, just go go listen to Joe Rogan. Screw every other podcast. Just go listen to Joe Rogan. That that'll give you literally thousands of hours to listen to, and it's probably better than pretty much else or pretty much anything else that's out there. So this is going to be very unprofessional. So. If you expect the, if you're new to this, I guess, if you expect like the level of polish that my main videos have, then you're in the wrong place because this is kind of just going to be me rambling. You're going to see how bad I am at actually talking. But for some reason, it seems like I'm actually doing better than I do when I do my main videos. So I don't really know what's going on. I thought it was just the uh, talking to other people that made the podcast better. But maybe it's now that I just don't have to like, think about a specific topic. If I want to go on some, like, ridiculous tangent, if my mind goes that way, like, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. On that note, I realised I just didn't introduce which episode this is, so welcome to episode three of Tech Over Tea. I don't have any tea with me, but I have, I have an empty bottle of Icebreak, so actually, there we go. I'm not sponsored by Icebreak, but if they want to sponsor me, then I will take it. Uh, because I drink lots of it. Same with uh, Dare. Dare makes pretty solid iced coffee as well. If you don't know, for some reason, iced coffee is kind of like a thing that everyone drinks in South Australia. I, I don't know why. I think it's because one of our local brands, I think they're a local ba uh, brand, Farmers Union, people love it. It's kind of just associated with like tradies. So for some reason, it's just popular just among people I know, people... Because I, I didn't grow up in, like, a rich area, so I, drew, I did grow up around, like, a lot of tradies as well, uh, and people who had, like, parents who were tradies, and it's just a thing that stuck with me, so 
if I ever come on the podcast drinking iced coffee, that's going to be why. Generally, it, it will be tea, though, but... Because I'm not... A, I don't... I don't drink coffee too much because I feel like it kind of amps me up a bit too much, and that's kind of why I, I stopped drinking it, really. But I'm not really sure what's going on with the height. It seemed good earlier when I was recording my main video, but maybe I should lower this just a tad. That... I don't know. Maybe that's better. Anyway, uh... I do have some topics I want to talk about. This, there's nothing going to be like super tech related this episode, so it's kind of just going to be me like rambling about stuff that's happening in my life. And that's, I don't want this, I've talked about it in my earlier episodes, but I don't want this to just be like a, a tech podcast. I've called it Tech Over Tea, but really what I want it to be is kind of just me doing whatever I want. Because the reason I called it Tech Over Tea is one, because I like tea. Two, I like tech. But it's more just a name and like a, a a description of my channel, really. So I will eventually get this to a good height. Um, where was I going with that? Right, it's more of a description of my channel rather than the actual like content of the podcast itself. Like if I want to go do literally any other stuff on this podcast, that's what I'm going to be using it for. On that note. In a few months, uh, we've got Ab Avcon coming up, the anime and video game convention. It's the biggest anime convention in South Australia. I think it's it's really the only one. So <laughs> I'm going to be going to that. And I know a couple of the game devs there. And I or, and I can probably just talk to some of them there. And I, I might see if I can get some on the podcast. I don't know if that'll be interesting. I assume it will. They're all going to be like little like indie game devs. So I know a couple of guys who went to AIE, the Academy of Interactive Entertainment. It's basically like a game school in South Australia. And I know a couple of the other game devs there. And I guarantee that if I went out to, to like some of the other random indie devs who've made, some of them who've made kind of garbage games, some of them who've made really, really good games, if I go up to some of them, I reckon it'd be pretty easy to get them onto the podcast. And besides that, I'm thinking of going there and doing a couple of interviews. The interviews are going to go up on Tech Over Tea. I don't feel like they fit properly within the main channel content. I think I could upload it to that, but I feel like that channel's kind of just... I want to keep it more of like a Linuxy and a, I want to keep it more of like a main tech channel. I don't just want to do Linux content on it, obviously. Occasionally I'll do like programming stuff and I do want to do a bit more programming stuff. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like doing programming tutorials really, but if I come across anything that I think really makes sense to do, then I'm probably going to talk about it, but where was it? I was going somewhere with that. Right, main channel is, it doesn't really fit for like gaming interviews on the main channel. I think Tech Over Tea, because I don't really, I, yes, I, I care about this channel because it's fun to do the podcast, but I don't really care about the growth of it. If Tech Over Tea doesn't grow, I don't really care. This is more of an outlet for me to do whatever I want, whereas the main channel is the channel that I'm actually focusing on because this channel, as you saw, I took a week off. I don't really care too much. I do want to make content because there are some people who do watch it for some bizarre reason. <laughs> but anyway, I was going somewhere with that. Right, this channel is nonsense. I'll put anything I want on there. And yeah. That, that's kind of where I was going with it. I don't really have anything else to say about that. So I'll try to get some game devs on here. Because I do have a list of people I do want to talk to. But as we saw with last week and now this week. As I was saying. If you have only uni friends. If uni is busy. Then it turns out that all your, uh, all your friends are busy. So getting them on the podcast. Not exactly the easiest prospect. But I do have a couple who either are finished uni and aren't really doing anything productive with their lives, see the first episode of the podcast, or I've got another mate who I'm not really sure how he finds time to do things because he seems to just be always playing Counter-Strike but still manages to get good grades, and that was my second episode. Um, yeah, so I'll try to bring on some more people. I do have a few people I know on YouTube who I also want to bring on. Like, I think it would be really cool to bring over a guy called Learn Linux. So he commented on like a bunch of my videos and he's, if you look at my GitHub, he's given me a lot of suggestions about some of the stuff I can change with my scripts. So yeah, I do want to bring him on. I, I'm not really sure the best way to contact him though. I think his email or his GitHub because he doesn't have any like social media. So, or at least any social media that's connected to his actual YouTube account. So 
Finding how to contact him is going to be a pain, but I feel like his email or his GitHub's probably going to work. I don't know. If you're watching this, leave me a comment down below about how to actually contact you. I, I really doubt you're watching this. I'm sure you have more important things to be doing, but learn the links. If you happen to be watching this, let me know how to contact you because I want to bring you on the podcast. So that's kind of everything about the guests I want to talk about, really. I... I should probably work out how to like actually do proper segues, but you know, who's got time for that? So, as I was saying before, I have a list of garbage here. One of the other things I want to talk about is what it, what in the world is going on with the temperature in South Australia right now? Or actually, probably in the entire country right now. It feels like it's become summer all of a sudden. I have no idea why. So, it was cooling down, we are getting like... 12 degrees Celsius days, like 15 degrees Celsius. It was lovely. I, I enjoyed it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, now it's 31. Now it's 32. What in the world is happening? Why are we having a heat wave in, like, March? It is March right now. It should be the middle of autumn. What? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't like it because it's hot right now, and if I turn the air conditioner on, it will kind of get in the way of the recording. Plus, it's really bright outside, so I've got to, like, close the uh, the blinds. Because the other problem I had is that there's clouds outside, so it's a bit overcast, right? And as the clouds go over, or as the clouds go past the sun, then the lightness, lightness, the brightness level completely changes. So I go from looking like this, where I'm a little orange, and I think it looks okay like this, to being ghostly white. So I've got the blinds closed. And I can't turn the air conditioner on because it's a ducting air conditioner, because so I would need like have wind going through. And if I did that, then the blinds would make noise, and also uh, the ducting would make noise. So right now I'm I'm not doing that. Also, my chair makes a lot of noise. I just noticed I had a pen behind me. What is this pen? It is an SDA pen. Oh, I love the SDA. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this, I, this this podcast basically a mess, really. So, it's really hot right now. I think it is something like... Let's actually find out. It's probably... I'm going to have to bet that it is something like 30... It's 31 degrees Celsius right now. Oh, this is a... Um, I'm supporting the the Chinese. This is a Realme 5, one of Oppo sub-brands. It looks... Fancy, it's got little fingerprints on the back. It's like, if you notice, um, yeah, you can probably see the fingerprints. There we go. Look at that. I hate glossy backs, but this is pretty. I like this. I should have got the purple one. I think the purple one looks a little bit better. I got this during um, last Black Friday. And yeah, this, I, I can't remember how much it was, like $300 which, or $350 or something, which is $350 Australian. Which is probably, I don't know, I don't know, $20 US or something. I think it was at like 270 or something. I can't remember what the current, um, or the, not the current, the, tr um, the, the transaction rate was back then. I think it was a bit higher, because right now we're at like 65, 66 cents, something crazy like that. So, yeah. Um,. <laughs> As I was saying, I was planning to get the purple one, but I bought this one. I don't know why. Purple one... I think the purple one was like a purple and green or something. I don't know why I bought this one exactly. It's not a bad phone, but the launcher on it is kind of gross and breaks a lot. So occasionally you will... I think it's got a... The launcher actually has a memory leak on it. And, it, <laughs> and it's quite amusing, actually, because occasionally I'll be using, like, SwiftKey. And... Um, it just decides that SwiftKey is now going to take literally half a second between registering each key press. I don't remember this being a problem back when I had my previous phone, my Moto G5S Plus, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, that one. So when I had that, I don't remember SwiftKey ever breaking like that. So I feel like it's just some sort of memory leak on the, with like the some of the default software on this weird thing. But if you look at my Instagram, you'll notice it has a, a fairly pretty camera. So, it's not a bad phone in general, especially for the price. I'm not a person who really likes to buy expensive phones, because I, I buy my phones outright. And I usually buy one maybe every two or so years, two or three years. 
and that's usually because I've broken it. I did have my Moto G5 S Plus, whatever it was, for about a year after I broke it, though. I was just like, I don't want to buy a new phone, because I knew that I was going to get the... Actually, it might have been the G6. I don't remember. I was going to get the newer version of the Moto series, but then I saw this one really cheap during Black Friday, so... I ended up buying that one instead, and is probably not the best purchase, as I've said with the problems. It's... I feel like it's got a better camera than the Motorola would have had, but... With those memory leaks... I, I don't know if it's a memory leak or what's going on with it. it surely SwiftKey couldn't have died between me switching phones. But, whatever it is, I feel like the Motorola probably would have been a better choice, even though the camera... Probably wouldn't have been as great. This thing has got a ridiculous camera. It's got like a... You might be able to see it. Um, I went to the wrong camera that time. Uh, yeah, there you go. It's got like a four camera system. And each of those little cameras are for... They're actually like optical zoom. So I think it goes up to like a five time zoom or something like that. I don't usually use the five time zoom, but it is nice. And as you'll notice in like my... My vlogs that are done exclusively on library. If you don't watch those, go check out my exclusive library vlogs. The recent one was about what happened with library social, which was a complete mess. Um, I'm still annoyed with what happened there. It was... It was... Just watch the video. Basically, it was a garbage migration. And then you had effectively... So... So, I, you know, I'll just talk about it for now. So, we had a librarynomics on... A website called Library Social. So Librarynomics is effectively the social blade of library. So I was being hosted on a website called Library Social. Then the maintainer of that decided, well, I'm not happy with what Library Inc. is doing. I'm just going to pull the website down and then say the project is discontinued. Turns out, project not actually discontinued. It was just being migrated to a new website. Library Social is discontinued. Librarynomics is going to a new, a new website. The problem is that Library Social, no one cared about because there was nothing on Library Social except for Librarynomics. So it might as well have been just the Librarynomics website from the beginning. I don't really know why he did it like that. He should have just kept it up until he migrated over. But whatever. It, it annoys me. I'm probably going to leave the Library Social Discord because there's not really any purpose to it at this point. Because the only value Library Social had, because it was just so... It was being very poorly maintained. The only purpose it had was Librarynomics. Without Librarynomics, there wasn't really a point for it to exist, really. But anyway, I was talking about something. I don't remember what it was. I was talking about this phone. Then I went off track. Library exclusive. Right, that's what I was talking about. Library exclusive. So the camera on this looks way better than my... Uh, I've got a comment notification. I'll check that afterwards. I'll... Uh, turn Wi-Fi off. Um, the camera on this thing looks way better than my webcam, so my vlogs look really, really good where my videos like this don't look as great. I don't think they look terrible. The webcam, yeah, it can get compressed a little bit, and I sh it'll probably look better when I have a computer that I don't have to actually compress it on the fly with, because what I'm actually doing is um, using... FFmpeg within OBS to like compress it down so my webcam isn't really laggy because by default it is basically unusable with my CPU but when I get my new system I'm going to have the settings turned higher I might replace the webcam with a better one because right now it's just a Logitech C920 like everyone else uses but I've noticed I think it, it is just my settings because I've noticed like DT's looks way better and I know he isn't using a DSLR I know that he actually is using a C920 or a, a DSLR or a mirrorless. Um, so I feel like it is just my settings. But, yeah. My vlogs look way better than these videos. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Besides just getting a new computer and making sure my settings aren't as garbage. I do want to eventually get myself a proper camera. So, not right now because I'm, I'm making some money on my YouTube channel. I'm making a lot more on library. But... I don't feel like I can justify the purchase for camera right now. Maybe in a few months after I've made enough from the YouTube checks rolling in. And yeah, after I've also got... I've got pretty much enough LVC to pretty much last me forever. But I don't really want to sell it right now because I kind of want that Crypto Lambo. <laughs> I'm, I want that Crypto Lambo dream, so I'm going to hold it for now. I'm probably going to hold it... 
if the price suddenly starts to drop, I'll sell. But I'm probably going to hold at least until the end of next year because I'm going to take a gap year next year. And then I'm going to decide what I want to do after that. So I'm probably going to hold on until that point. And yeah, um, I was going to say something. Right, holding my LBC, then selling then. So at this point, I'm probably going to just do my... Um, do my purchases based on what I make off of YouTube. I do want to set up a Amazon affiliate thing as well. So if you guys want to use that, I think you can get like a generic link. I know you can get the ones where it's like, buy the C920, buy the Blue Yeti, buy whatever. I feel like if I can get myself a like a generic link, I think those are a thing. I feel like, like Linus Tech Tips has a, like a generic Amazon link. So if that's a thing, I will use that. And then if you guys want to support the channel through that, that'll be another method because I know that it's, yeah, some people don't want to support directly monetarily, but if you're going to support through, but if you do still want to like monetarily support, then if it's through like a Amazon affiliate program, I feel like some people would be more into that, especially if you're going to be buying stuff on Amazon anyway. If you're not already supporting a creator, you don't have to support me, me obviously. Like you could support whoever else has an Amazon affiliate link. But I feel like if you're not already supporting a creator, a, a creator through your Amazon purchases, that's kind of just a waste because you're already using them. As I said, you don't have to support me through it. You can support whoever you want. If you want to support Linus Tech Tips, if you want to support Chris Titus Tech, I don't know if he has an Amazon affiliate link. If you want to support, well, Luke definitely doesn't. Um, if you want to support like uh, some ordinary gamer, anyone you want to support, I feel like it makes more sense if you're not already supporting them through an Amazon affiliate program. Obviously, if you don't use Amazon, then ignore what I said. But if you're already using it, then you might as well, really. Because it doesn't add anything to the cost. So, just my thought, really. If you don't want to support anyone, though, that's that's kind of just your choice, though. It's up to you. As I've said, if pretty much anything with my support, if you don't want to run ads, if you don't want to donate on my Patreon, if you don't want to do any of that stuff, that's entirely up to you. I would honestly recommend running an ad block because it is safer. And judging by the fact that I do have more of like a, a Linux, or I have more of a Linux channel. Yes, I have a, a Linux channel. Judging by the fact that I have more of a techie channel, I've noticed that my ad rates are pretty low, which makes sense because it just, within a techie sphere, more people are obviously going to know about Adblock. So obviously more people are going to run it. And that I think is part of the reason why Library is making me considerably more money right now because you the, the tips come through auto or the the monet the monet the monetary the monetization comes through auto tips right now so if you don't know um when you watch a video on library then basically a tip from the libraries or from library's wallet comes out and that's basically how that's paid for they want to add some more stuff in like if you want to optionally watch an ad to fund a video or fund your watch of the video that you could do that. I think that's a really good option because some people, once the uh, auto tips are, once the auto tips have run out, basically because it is a pre mine, and some people have criticised library for being a, a pre mine, specifically the guys who are not a pre mine. So <laughs> I don't know how uh, valid the criticism is. I I genuinely don't know whether a pre mine or the way like BitTube's doing it is better or not. That's that's not something I really have the knowledge of, but. After the pre-mine runs out, I feel like it's probably going to be a better idea to have some other ways to monetarily support creators because there's going to be people in like third world countries who just don't have the money to just give to a creator if they want to support them, but they still want to support the creator in some way, in some monetary way. So if you give them the option to watch an ad if they feel like it, but then if they don't feel like it and they just want to watch the video anyway, then they can just watch it. I feel like giving that option is probably a really good idea. I should probably have more water because it's hot in this room and this is running out quicker than I expected. I just realized I hadn't actually touched on most of my topics. I kind of just went off on a tangent there. I didn't think that would, you know, go that well, really. I kind of just... And now I broke the tangent. I have lost everything I was going to say. <laughs> Let's not do that. Also, my laugh is uh, really, really high-pitched. So, ignore <laughs> ignore that. When I get really into laughing, it gets very high-pitched. So, 
I try not to do it on the channel, but it might slip out from time to time, specifically, or specifically, especially, especially on the podcast. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, I was saying something. Library gives me lots of money. Oh, on that note, I don't know if it's going to be here by the time this podcast come out, come, come out, comes out, by the time this podcast comes out, but Library's actually sent me like a little package, and I think I know what's in it. I, I didn't watch any videos about this package because all of the big creators on Library got them. So I am I think I'm in like 30th place. I can't really tell right now because, you know, there's no stats right now. But last time I checked, I was in roughly 30th place. So I don't know how far down the list it went, but a lot of the big creators got sent these packages. And basically, I, I don't know what's in the package, but judging by what some other people have said... It sounds like it might be a hardware wallet with some LBC on it. And I think it's a lot of LBC. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I didn't watch any of these videos, but I think it was Scott C Business. I'm going to blame you, Scott. I think in your tweet about it, you, to be like clickbaity, you said what the reward was. I hope that you're, I, I hope you're clickbaiting about that because actually I don't hope. I hope because I want it to be a surprise. I also don't hope because the reward is really good. But I think it, I think it's a hardware wallet though, um, because I know that Ledger was doing something with LBC, and I guess it would make sense then to give your big creators a uh, a boost from that. I don't know what I'm going to do with that LBC. Whether I'm going to stick it on my account or whether I'm going to just. I, I don't know. I might donate to people. I might do a giveaway. We'll see what happens. That might be fun. I don't want to do like a get me to 5,000 subs and I'll do a giveaway. But I might do a giveaway on library at 5,000. Like a, I don't know, 20, 20, 30,000 LBC. I don't even know what that's worth right now. I'm, I'm going to check right now. And I, I presume that's not killing the recording. If you cannot see me moving right now, I apologize. But hey, it's, it's kind of what it is. Uh, give me one sec. So, go stats and go... How do I do this? I don't remember. Where is the thing on here? Uh, I'm looking... There we go. Sorry, it's price, not stats. My bad. So, price, AUD, 30,000. That is $500. Yeah, yeah, I might do that. That sounds fun. So, yeah, maybe at 5,000 subs on library, I'll do like a... 30,000 LBC giveaway, maybe a 50,000. I don't know, no promises just yet. I kind of want to do something though, because I feel like it, besides the fact that obviously a giveaway is a good way to boost up your sub count, but <laughs> I don't want to do that though, because when you do like sub boosts like that, they're not really real subscribers. So yeah, they'll join for the giveaway, but they'll be gone pretty quickly. So you'll still have this boosted sub count, but you're not really getting a boosted views. So I don't really feel like it has any value, but maybe that could be fun. I don't know. Let me know down below if you want to see a. Uh, oh, Let me know if you want to see a giveaway on library. I might do that because I'm going to be at 50,000. 50, I'm going to be at five thousand. I'm not sure how long because I'm at like thirty-four hundred right now. It's not thirty-four hundred verified. It's thirty-four hundred just total. So. I think I'm like 2,300 verified. So if you don't know, on library, you can have a verified account and an unverified account. And what verified means in this context is basically that library has verified your identity to make sure you're not like a, a duplicate account, a, a scammer, things like that. So you have to do some sort of verification process. I think with mine, because I synced my channel, I didn't have to go through as much of a verification process. Plus, in Australia, you can use your phone number to verify. So they'll send you like an um, uh, code thingy and you just verify like that. I know some other places have had some problems and some people have complained about that. Like, uh, I think the US actually, you can't do phone verification. So you've got to actually send, or you've got to go through like a, a verification system. The information, I believe, doesn't actually go to the library. Or you could also do a verification through um, Stripe. And some people didn't like that because they were saying that then library has your credit card. 
when in reality, Stripe has your credit card. And if you've ever bought anything online ever, Stripe has your credit card. So you're not actually doing anything like that. But I can understand why from a, a privacy perspective, some people aren't really happy about that. Like with Brave. So with Brave's online wallet, you actually have to verify your identity. And that was a common contention in my comment section when I posted my video on Brave. So there was a lot of people saying, oh, but you're a privacy guy. I'm not actually a privacy guy. I like privacy to an extent. I think it's beneficial, but I'm not a privacy guy. Don't conflict me with that or don't conflate me with that. Same with I'm not a free software guy. I use free software when it makes sense, but I'm not a free software guy. Um... They didn't like that the uphold online account for uh, Brave and for Bat, or for Bat specifically, the wallet built into Brave, the uphold wallet, um, you have to verify your identity. And in the US, you have to send like your social security number or something. And some people didn't like that. I think in Australia, you can just use your, um, your driver's license and like a Medicare card, maybe. I think you can also use like a, a passport as well and a couple other things. But I guess the laws are a bit different in the US. I know that both countries have KYC laws, but a KYC is know your customer if you aren't at all interested in crypto. So know your customers, you have to verify who the customer is before you actually do any transactions with them. In the US and in Australia, to do any um, like USD in the US, obviously, and AUD in Australia, you need to actually verify your customer. A lot of exchanges here do give the option of doing unverified sales and stuff with just crypto. I think that's kind of just like scraping against the edge of the law. I'm not really sure what the, the laws around that specifically is. But anyway, I was going somewhere with that. Um, right. With Uphold, you had to like really verify your identity in the US, like with your social security number and a bunch of other things. And a bunch of people didn't like that in my comments. And that video, I think, is like one of my most downvoted videos i can't i can't think of another one that oh no the other one that was really downvoted was my last news video and i'm not really too proud about that video myself either it was the one on um wireshark wireshark not wireshark wireguard wireshark is a packet sniffing program wireguard is vpn on wireguard and openvpn i believe i don't feel like i researched that one enough to do it well plus i wasn't too happy with the way that I structured that video. It was kind of just me reading the, um, the news out and that's kind of just like a Lunduk video. So I'm not a big fan of that style. But yeah. So I'm probably not going to do those videos again. I don't really care how you feel about Brave. I like Brave. It's a good browser. As I said in that video, I don't like it that it's uh, Chromium based. But apart from that, I, I can kind of get used to it. I don't have a segue from that. I guess we can go to another topic that I have on this list then. So I already talked about the fact that it's really, really hot right now. Oh, right. Um, at uni right now, between the hours of about 8am and about 1pm, it is basically impossible to find a park there. So you have to pretty much just drive around the entire car park. And I don't know why it's this bad. I don't think it was this bad last year. And I thought more people would have just been staying away from the uni because they're afraid of... Uh, what's a what's a YouTube-friendly term to say? They're afraid of the... I don't want to say the, the name of it. Um, the beer virus. We'll go with the beer virus. Yeah, that's probably fine. Uh, they're afraid of that. So I would have assumed there'll be more external students this year, but it turns out that every single person seems to want to go internal this year. So it's pretty much impossible to find a car park. And I don't remember it being this bad last year or just any of the years. I, I'm pretty sure it's been better. Maybe it's the fact that people don't want to be on the bus right now. That could be it. Maybe there's more people driving because they don't want to be trapped on buses and trains with people. That could be it. I don't have any evidence for it, but I'm going to go with that as my uh, my possible solution. So hopefully within like the next, usually within like by week four or so, everyone who was going to drop out has dropped out already. And everyone else has realized that going to classes is pretty much pointless. So I feel like parking's probably going to get better. I hope it does at least. Otherwise, it's going to be pain all year. And I'm, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> but... I haven't had it not quiet down by week, at least week five. And then towards the end of the semester, it picks up a little bit, especially last week. 
the last week of semester is usually pretty packed because everyone's there for the um, the exam lectures. So most of the lecturers will do like exam prep lectures. So they'll go over like everything that'll be in the exam. And depending on your lecturer, it'll be more content. Sometimes it'll be less. T sometimes they will say literally nothing about the exam. Be like, oh, just whatever. Everything is examinable. When in reality, it's actually a subset. They just don't want to tell you what's examinable. So hopefully it quiets down because now the air conditioner is on. Let's open this window. Someone turned it on. I don't know who. Um, let's hopefully the recording isn't going to be awful now. We'll see. Yeah, should be fine. I've got the uh, blind just way up against, maybe raise this a bit. This is quality content right now. It's uh, probably fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to cut that. I don't edit these. Basically, the only editing I do for the podcast is, for some reason, I think this is more about my recording settings being completely broken again. I... <clears throat> Sorry. Um, no matter what I do when I record these... The audio is desynced. I don't know why. I think it might have something to do with OBS not knowing how to handle images properly, but I'm not really sure what it is. Maybe it's the fact that I have all the scenes set up for all the different versions of the podcast so I can swap between them. So I can actually show you right, right now, actually. So if I click this, we can actually like jump between them. Oh, I don't have the, the image loaded for this one, apparently. Um, if you're listening, you probably have no idea what I just said, or no idea what I mean. But on the on one of my scenes, I don't actually have the image loaded for it, so it's just my webcam floating in the middle of nothing. Anyway, we'll go back to this one. So, I was saying something. Right, it might just be because I have all of these loaded up at once that it's a problem. So I probably should put them in a different scene collections. I, I don't know if that's going to fix it, though, because on my, like, regular recordings, there's not a problem. So, it could be that. It also could just be the fact that I'm not using a lightweight method of recording at all. I'm just using OBS. I know someone's probably going to complain about that. Be like, why don't you just use FFmpeg? Or, actually, can you record with F Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Why don't you just record with FFmpeg and then put, like, your webcam in, like, MPV or something? Because that's what Luke does. And I don't want to do that because... I don't want to do that. Basically, that's my reason. I don't have a, I don't have another reason for it. I just don't want to do that. I'm happy with the way it works. It's a little slow, but it works. So I don't feel like changing it right now, so I'm keeping it as it is. Plus, I'm not really sure how to do my webcam settings if it's not in OBS anyway. Because I would, if I did it through MPV, I presume there would be some way to configure your settings. Because this webcam has a bad habit of trying to do everything in 4x3 360p, even though it's obviously a 1080p webcam in like 1920 by 1080. So I don't know why it tries to do that, but it tries to do try, uh, it tries to do that. <sighs> yep. <laughs> I I didn't have any. Uh, these segues are garbage. I hopefully at some point I'll get better at doing these solo podcasts. I have no promises though, so. It's probably going to always be garbage content, but if you guys keep watching it, then hey, I'll I'll actually keep making it. No, basically no one watches on YouTube anyway, so I'm more than happy to keep making them as they are. It's kind of just a outlet for me to talk about stuff that I can't really talk about on the channel. And maybe, maybe I'll get some like topics from this that will actually work on the channel. I don't know, because one of the new series that I decided to do was like a why series. So someone asked me, uh, I think it was... What was it? I don't remember what they asked me, actually. But <laughs> Basically, it inspired me to do a series explaining why I do certain things on my Linux system, basically, and why I use Linux and various things like that. So the first one I did was... I know I've done this video sort of in the past, but I wanted to structure it like this series is going to be structured. So it's called Why Arch Linux. So basically, I went through and explained all the reasons why... Even after like nine months of using Linux, I still am using Arch Linux. I haven't bothered to switch. Why is it that I still use Arch and I haven't switched to Manjaro, Ubuntu, Void, Gentoo, anything else? Why am I using Arch still? And I feel like I explained it fairly well. I I know that some people are going to disagree with some of the stuff that's pointed out. 
especially when it comes to some of my points on the AUR, because I know that there are Void users who will talk about how the AUR is kind of pointless because you should just have stuff in your standard repos, and I know Void does have more packages in them, but the AUR is honestly the most useful thing about Arch Linux, and every single distro I wish had its own like AUR sort of thing, or if everything just hooked into the AUR, that would be lovely. Because the AUR just makes it so easy to compile programs and to install binaries from Ubuntu and various other distros. Various other distros. Yeah. Uh, it just makes it so easy to install programs that you would otherwise have to work out how to compile it yourself or with the or with the case of something that comes with the dev package, how to actually get that dev package working on your Arch system. Now, I can't imagine it's too difficult. I, I don't actually know how to do it, but I can't imagine it's too difficult. Um, I can probably break down an arch, or I can probably break down an AUR package and work it out. But the nice thing about the AUR is that I don't have to do that. And the other thing is that because there's so many people using the AUR, it's not insecure or unsecure. Unsecure, I think, is the correct word there. It's not unsecure because there are so many eyes looking at the packages. So if someone tries to do something nefarious, then someone is going to spot it pretty quickly. So that I think is it's one of the it's one of the nice things about the AUR because if it wasn't like this, I can see how it would be a problem. If it was a much smaller distro that had something AUR equivalent, then I could see how that could be a absolute security hole. But because of the way it's set up and because of the way and uh, the, the words see this is what happens when I record regular videos and because of how many eyes are on it. Basically, it's it's actually really secure. I, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about that. It's kind of the way that open source projects work in general. So someone can release a malicious program on GitHub, but very quickly people are going to start noticing this and start talking about it because you can actually see what's happening in the background. So if there's like an AUR package which will delete your root directory, for example, someone's going to notice that pretty quickly, unless it's some like little project that no one's ever heard of. And for those projects, yeah, you probably shouldn't use an AUI helper for those, but for everything else, it's probably fine. I'm kind of just recapping that video on this podcast, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of that. So I guess we can move away from tech for a bit and talk about the uh, the toilet paper situation in Australia. So I don't know if it's still going to be going on by the time this goes up. I reckon it still will be. But if you don't know, in Australia, we are trying to fight the beer virus with uh, toilet paper for some reason. So for weeks on end, I think it's been like two weeks now, two, three weeks, the shelves have been empty at my at work and also just various other supermarkets, but only empty of toilet paper, not food, not anything else, not water, nothing else, just toilet paper. So <laughs> I don't know why. I I think it's a misconception about where all of these products actually come from. So if you don't know, in Australia, I think it's seventy or sixty percent of the toilet paper made or sold in Australia is actually made in Australia. So we actually have a Kleenex factory in my state. So Kleenex is one of like the, the biggest brands of making toilet paper. And most of it's made in my state. It's one of the very few things we actually manufacture still. So I don't know what people are actually worried about. I can't work it out. It's a complete mystery to me. And I'm sure people are going to get over it because a lot of stores now are basically limiting people to a single purchase and I've noticed something that uh, Woolworths has done. So Woolworths is one of the two big supermarkets in Australia. You have, or I guess three big? You've got Foodland in my state. I don't know if they have Foodland's another state. I think Foodland's more of like South Australia thing. So statewide you've got Woolworths and you've got Coles. So at Woolworths what they've done is made it so if you purchased any like rice, any toilet paper, any of like the big bulk items you'd buy if it's the apocalypse, any of those, if you bought them after I think the 10th of March, they refuse to actually do refunds on it for any of the like uh, purchases where you made a mistake basically. So before that, if you like, I don't know, you bought, actually this goes something you 
you might buy. Like, say you buy a makeup or something, and you realize it's the wrong one. So you could go back to the store and return that, because you realize, oh, this was a mistake to purchase. But <laughs> with the toilet paper and things like that, they're refusing to do refunds on that. So if you bought 500 rolls of toilet paper, then if you tried to return that after the apocalypse didn't happen, then they're just going to be like, nah, it's yours now, you can keep it. So that's really good, because I kind of want people to have to live with their terrible, terrible mistakes. Yes, it's fine to be worried about the beer virus, but some people are taking a little, a little bit ridiculous. And the other thing is that because Australia is just, it's such a wealthy country, people don't know what it's like to have empty shelves. So they are stocking up on stuff that doesn't make any sense to stock up on. So if you go to somewhere that actually has problems where your shelves will run out, People buy things that make sense. In Australia, we've never had this. We are a country that has always been wealthy. So no one knows what to do when this actually happens. So they just buy up stuff that makes literally no sense. And that's how we've hit this point. So I hope it quiets down. But it is it does make working at Coles really, really exciting. Because occasionally you'll have people ask ridiculous things. So... I was going to save this for the end, but I guess we can talk about it now. So this is a bit of a wholesome toilet paper story. So the other day I had a customer come up to me. I think he was maybe 80 or 90 years old. And he asked me a great question. So he had two rolls of toilet paper, or two packets of toilet paper. So right now you're limited to buying one of them. So he asked me about the toilet paper. He was like, okay, so someone at the counter said I can only have one of these. I was like, yes, yes, you can only have one right now. So I was getting ready to help him put it back up on the shelf because he seemed like he was struggling to even stand. So I was going to help him put it back up on the shelf, but then he asked me something. So he said, can you help me out? I was like, okay, yeah, I can help you out. He's like, what do you need? So can you help me get into the packet? So what this dude thought is when he was told he could only have one of them, he had assumed that it meant he could only have one single roll, not one packet. And I had to explain to him, like, no, no, sir, you can have the entire packet. So if you bought one of the 48 roll packets, you could have one packet, but you can only buy one. And it's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> he had, like He was really excited about the fact that you buy more than one packet. Or more than one roll. Because he, he just assumed that he could only buy one. And I have no idea how he got this assumption. We don't even sell single rolls. Actually, I think one brand we have single rolls of, but they only do single rolls. We don't like sell single rolls of Kleenex or Quilton or anything like that. So I don't know how he got this idea that he was supposed to only buy one of them. I don't know what he was even planning to pay for that. Like, 10 cents maybe? I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, that is my wholesome toilet paper story and I wish I wish that more of it was like that because I've had so many people asking like or not just asking demanding for toilet paper and getting really angry there was this one dude who had to take his name because I think if he goes off again we're gonna ban him from the store because he's a crazy person and <laughs> it's it's so fun working in a supermarket in a poor area it's poor for Australian standards so I work in a... Actually, I'm not going to say the area. I work in a supermarket. Um, and you just have people asking the most ridiculous things from time to time. And what's been happening with this toilet paper nonsense is that people have been getting so angry about it. And then you've got these other people who are just so confused about what's happening. I've had a couple of people just not even believe me that it's actually happening. It's like, yes, we're actually out. We have actually sold out of literally hundreds of... I think we... When we, uh, we get a Paladin, I think it's the sort of 48 Quiltons. I think there's probably a good, at least 70 packets on those. And the first couple of days, they were selling out in about 15, 20 minutes. So people just weren't believing us early on that we were actually sold out. They thought we were hiding some out back because that's what was happening back with the, um, what was it? the baby formula crisis. A lot of stores actually did have a bunch of it and they were just keeping it out back because <laughs> it was just easy to do that. So if someone came and asked for it, you could sometimes get them depending on how the person felt. But a lot of the time they just didn't even want to tell you that they had any. But with the toilet paper stuff, we are actually running out and it is hilarious. And I hope that this happens, or I hope this calms down eventually 
because people can only buy one packets, we are getting through days where we're not selling out on literally everything. So that is nice, but... Because initially when they did the first limit, it was a limit of four. But then all you have to do is it's four per transaction. So you just come with you and your ten mates, and all of you just buy four packets each, and then you've cleared the shelf out, basically. So... <laughs> they had to actually limit it to one person, so... It actually takes a bit more effort if you want to try to clear out the shelf like that. But, yeah. Hopefully it calms down. I think it will eventually. I think once the um, the curve starts slowing starts slowing down... There we go, we're on the screen. Once the curve starts slowing down and there's less less or less and less cases around the world, once we've hit kind of that, that peak... Um, that peak point of... What's the word? Infection. Once we're at the peak point of infection, then people are going to start calming down a bit. I don't think this is going to be the end of the world. Yes, I could be wrong. If it happens to be the end of the world, then hey, tell me that I'm wrong. But I think I'm right. And I think that we're going to, like, everyone's going to get through this. People are going to forget about this in a few weeks. It's going to be like what happened with bird flu and swine flu and SARS and Ebola. Yes, Ebola is actually a big problem, but not in the West. At least not in um, first world nations. We, people are going to get over this pretty quickly. There's going to be like the uh, the election that comes up soon in the US. People are going to be more interested in that. So once that happens, I don't think anyone's even going to really care. The one thing I I do hope people do stop thinking about it though, because we've also got the um, the the Tokyo Olympics this year. So if people are still freaking out about it, then I reckon. Oh. My nose is itchy. I reckon that's probably going to have to get cancelled, which I don't know the last time the Olympics got cancelled. Was it like... Was it World War II? <laughs> I know there was a... Um, was it during like World War II or World War I? Wasn't one of the Olympics held in Germany? I think that's, I think that's something that happened. That feels like something that happened in history. So... Maybe it'll get cancelled this year? I have no idea, though. So, yeah, <laughs> I've been talking for about 50 minutes right now, and this is, I'm, I'm honestly surprised, because I haven't even touched most of my topics, but I guess one thing I should probably mention is that I've had a few people ask me to do a AMA on library. Now, I'm more than happy to do this, but I'm not really sure about how to structure it, and obviously I'm going to need questions for it, so if I decide to do that, I'm going to do an announcement video on library, and then... From there, I'll also ask on YouTube, on Twitter, on... This is pretty much... Oh, Mastodon has a couple of people, and I actually have more followers on GitHub. I don't think people are going to, you know, ask me questions on GitHub, but I'll ask on YouTube, I'll ask on Twitter, I'll ask on... Twitter, Mastodon, YouTube. Twitter, Mastodon, YouTube, and I'll ask on Library. And then hopefully, we'll get something out of that. I feel like there's probably some questions that can be answered... I don't know if that'll be interesting to you guys, but maybe it will. Because I've had like maybe one or two people ask me, and no one's really mentioned it since. So I don't know if that would be too interesting. It will be a library exclusive, though. Because <clears throat> I don't really feel like that fits into my main channel content. But like with this channel, the library exclusives is another place where I can kind of experiment with content. Because... Unlike YouTube, so if I upload a, a video on YouTube that doesn't do well, then that kind of affects the rest of the video performance on my channel. But if I upload something to library and it doesn't do well, then that video just didn't do well. So I kind of like using my library channel more as a place to experiment with content. And that's why I can do like the what happened to library social. I can do AMAs. I can do things like that. Whereas on my main channel on YouTube, I don't think that would really work. And obviously, yeah, as I said, I could use... Um, my tech over tea to do that as well, but my main channel has far more people actually watching it. <sighs> That's some good water. My throat is starting to get sore because I've been talking for a while. So I'll probably, I'll probably take this to about an hour and then we will wrap it up there, I reckon. So let's see, something else we can talk about. Oh, <laughs> this, this is a fun one. So the other day in my data and web mining lecture, so... This lecturer is a character, so I, I can't, yeah, he's, he's just, we'll just say he's a character. He can barely string together sentences, and he's, it really takes like 90% of my brain power just to understand the words that are coming out of his mouth. And it's not because the content is complicated, because first week we did 
basic statistics. Second week we did sets. So it's not complicated content. It's just that his accent is so thick that no one can understand a word that he's saying. So he did something interesting the other day. So he he stopped the lecture during the middle because that's what he does. Usually in two hour lectures, a lot of the lectures will take like a five, ten minute break in the middle. So he started the break and then decided that he wanted to go to the toilet. Little did he know that he forgot to mute his lav. So he went to the toilet and everyone could hear a noise like, wait, what's happening? And then you could just hear a like a, like a piss stream and you're like, okay, <laughs> Did, wait, are, are you serious? And you just kept, it just kept going for a little bit and then you heard the, the tap turn on and then you heard the air dryer or the, the hand dryer and everyone realized at that point, it's like, oh, oh, this actually happened. So <laughs> this lecturer, he went to the toilet and forgot to mute his mic. So most people, most sensible people would either take the mic off or mute it. Not this lecture, no, he's just like, whatever, I'm just going to keep it going. So everyone, we all agreed that we weren't going to say a single word to him. We we're just going to let it happen. We we're going to laugh about it amongst ourselves. Luckily for him, he didn't have the lecture recording going. So he had the mic on, but he did have the recording paused. So if lucky for him, that's not actually on the lecture recording. I wish it was because I would love to share that with people, but... Sadly, didn't happen. But <laughs> it's honestly just bad enough that he did that. He, really, he should have... I, I don't know how he managed to leave the mic on. It's pretty obvious that he's got it on. Like, it's fine, obviously, if you didn't realise you actually had it muted. But the fact that he didn't actually take the lav off, it's pretty obvious, if you've ever used a lavalier mic, that you've got a lavalier mic attached. Especially if it's attached to, like, a little, a little sort of, like recording box thing. We use the phone as that. So it's like attach your little recording box thing. It's like going up to here. It's pretty obvious because every time you move, you can feel it tugging a little bit, especially if you, especially if it's like not a proper one for like movie recording. And this is just kind of like a, I don't know how much they paid for them, but I don't imagine the most expensive labs. So it's obvious that he's got it on, but he didn't care apparently. So that kind of happened and everyone had a good chuckle about it. So this lecture, well, this class in general is just going to be a mess. So I just finished, I think yesterday, my first assignment for that class, which was like 500 words. I was like, you know what? Since it's so short, I'm just going to see if I can remember how to write research articles and things like that within Markdown Pandoc. And I'm going to do a video on that. So I'm going to do a video on Pandoc on how I actually write, like how, because I said in my like earlier uni video about like this, um, the programs I use, that I use Markdown, I use Pandoc. But I didn't really show you how I did that. So I'm going to do a video on how, and I'm also going to do a video on a couple of Pandoc filters that I think are really, really useful. Specifically, one of them that I really care about is um, Pandoc Crossref, because that'll let you actually reference figures. And that makes it really, really easy to actually write research papers. Now, obviously, there's a bunch more extra work you're going to have to do if you want to do like a... Um, an ACM formatted research paper, but there's plenty of materials online about how to get like a CLS and a couple of things working within Pandoc. It's pretty easy because you can just embed LaTeX within your Pandoc file. So it's not too difficult to do that, but it is a bit difficult if you haven't really worked with LaTeX. So if you know LaTeX already, you're going to look and be like, oh, this is really easy. But if you don't know LaTeX and you're kind of approaching it from the Markdown side, then it's a bit more work and it's going to be a bit more of a hassle to work out how to do. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that's... Actually, no. You know what? We'll drag this out to an hour. One last thing I want to mention. So if you've come into my Discord before, you might have noticed a guy by the name of All Bombson. And Old Bombson, I'm not even going to get him, I'm not even going to call him what uh, Lewis Spears gets called, which is a serial pest. You're not a serial pest, you're just a troll. So, he had a fight with some, like, he always likes to start fights with people. He was the uh, reason I have a Gen 2 logo on my Discord. I'm still going to keep that because I think it's funny to have that there. So, recently he decided that C is now the ultimate language ever created. And if you use anything else, you're a terrible person, except if you use Fortran. So C and Fortran are the only acceptable languages. So I said to him that Go is a fine language, and he was like, nope, not happening, nah. And then a couple other people started talking to him, and he kind of just went on some, like, ridiculous tirade. And eventually, 
he decided that he was going to go to his server, which I'm honestly surprised that Discord hasn't pulled down because it is flagrantly against Discord's rules, but I guess Discord is just not doing a good job at checking what's actually happening. But anyway, his Discord server, and then he went to his um, old account and then came into my server and on his main account was pretending like he didn't know what was happening. But then he decided to invite me to his other server and I was like, oh, so you posted a link to my server in here and decided to bring in like seven people to start posting a bunch of memes and just be really annoying. And they weren't even good memes. They were just kind of like low tier memes. Um, like, haha, we are, we are 4chaners. We are, we make the best memes. And it's like, haha, do you like do Reddit? And it's like, no, stop. You, you think you're funny, but you're not actually funny. And so after that, we cleaned it up, me and Ark, one of the... Oh, actually, hit my new mod in the Discord. So, previously, All Bombson was the mod. Then I took away his mod role and gave it to Ark, which was one of the guys that All Bombson brought in, because Ark is a functioning human being. So, I was like, you know what? You can be my mod now. Like, you seem like an awesome dude. And hopefully, he keeps functioning like a normal adult. But, because All Bombson was my mod, and he decided to raid my server, what I decided to do was like, you know what? If you're going to do that, I'm just going to take your mod role away. And also, he had the vanity role, so I give... Um, he, or he had a vanity role. I give people vanity roles in my Discord server if I think they're amusing, basically. So, he had a vanity role, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take that away. I'm going to take your mod rights away. And he was like, oh, you took my role away. You're going to give it back? So, why, why would I do that? Oh, you hear that? My uh, shoulder just made a lot of noise. Anyway, he... Uh, was like, oh, you're gonna give me my rollbacks? Like, why would I do that? You just raided my server. He was like, oh, and then just went on some like tirade, just calling me various names and saying that people in my server were horrible people and not in those or not in as nice of words. And then decided to leave, and then came back and invited people to his Discord server and like his IRC, and then said Discord is terrible. Not in those words. He used a different word, which I'm not going to say because I don't. I don't particularly mind swearing on the podcast, but there's certain words that I feel like YouTube is not going to be happy with, so I'm not going to say them. But what was I saying? Right. He invited people to his Discord server and his like his IRC and said like you can email me at this address. Like why would anyone do that? No one in my server liked you. So. If you came to my server at some point and you were harassed by Obomson, then feel free to come back because the troll is gone now and I'm not letting him back in my server. And anyone else who decides to raid my server will be instantly banned. So, yeah, that's kind of happening now. So, we've gone for basically an hour now. I feel like that's probably a fine place to end. I've got a couple more things I want to talk about, but I guess we can move them to a later episode. Yeah, we can do that. Maybe I'll talk about them in episode 4. Maybe I'll talk about them never. We'll see what happens because maybe I'll have a guest for episode 4. That's not me hinting at anything. I actually have no idea. Maybe there'll be a guest. Maybe there won't be. At this stage, I have no idea. I know there is one guy who does want to come on the podcast. I don't know how busy he is. But if I can get him on the podcast, that would be awesome. Um, he doesn't really have anything exceptional about him that, well, okay, that's a, that's a mean way to put it. He doesn't really have anything, like, super special, he's kind of just, like, one of my uni mates, and he uses macOS and wants to switch over to Arch, so that might be fun to talk about. Uh, Oh, as opposed, as opposed, besides that, there's not really much else I want to talk about, so... Next episode, it might be a solo episode, might not be. We'll see what happens. There hopefully will be a guest. That would be cool because, yeah, it's fun to do the solo episodes. And apparently it's not that bad. I thought it would be much worse than this. But if I, I guess if I didn't have a list of topics, going for an hour would probably be a pain. But since I've kind of got that set up, it's not really a big deal. But I've started the podcast to talk to people. So I don't really want to go off and just do solo episodes all the time. I do want to start... Oh, I do want to keep doing the uh, guest episodes. It's just that right now, everyone I know that goes to uni is very busy because I'm very busy, and that makes sense why they're very busy because they're all in the same year as me. But if I can get people on when they're not busy, that would be awesome. And yeah, I think that's it. So we've been going for about an hour and four-ish minutes. 
So I think that's pretty much everything for this episode. So this has been the third episode of Tech Over Tea, the first solo episode, the loneliest of episodes. I'm going to have to go back through and watch this to actually get video clips, but yeah, you'll see something. There won't be a sound check, so if you were on library, there won't be a sound check for this episode because since I'm recording by myself, I know that my sound already works because I recorded a video earlier today, so I didn't bother with that. But next time there will be a sound check, maybe there, or they actually, I don't know, I might do something special for, for library. Maybe, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, that is it for this episode. I still don't have a way to end these. I probably won't ever have a way. Maybe one day, though. We'll work it out. Anyway, I think that's pretty much everything for this, and I'm out.